I can't stop thinking about him. He's hot. He's the one I think about. So into him. I believe in love, love, love. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another week of Labatch Recap. Now, this week we have a longer than usual episode because we got like three episodes of The Bachelor in one. So content, content, content. I have 12 pages of notes. <laughs> so we're in the long haul, I guess. So obviously we have a few people to interview today and they are the people that have been sent home. Now, I was considering, do I wait to the end? Do I No, get over it. Like, surely you've seen by now. Today, I'm going to talk to Sierra and Tatum. They both went home this week, so I've got them on to give me their views on what happened this week. Let's start, hey? All right, so we Jimmy arrives and he's on a motorbike. How many motorized devices can this man? What have we had so far? We've had a boat, the jet ski... The, the things that make him fly to the sky. Uh, yeah, yeah, the jet, the foot jetpack thing, yeah. the jet ski, the boat. He is, honestly, and I have to flag this now, I keep having dreams about him. I don't know. I think it's probably because, obviously, I'm a bit triggered by the show, but I, like, keep having dreams about him every night to the point where I'm like, I actually don't know if I can watch this anymore because <laughs> he's so hot. <laughs> so he brings his motorbike. I mean, it seems... Tiffany, I don't really care. And um, Tatum says in this instance that she wants to get a single date. So I asked Tatum, did you really want a single date? Definitely wanted a single date. I think after a single date, you get that full day with them and you get that chance to really know the person. And if you click, I was already having um, hesitations and didn't know how I felt. And I knew that it would really solidify how I felt having a single date with him. So you wanted to like see if it it was more like you wanted time to see if it was going to work. Not like I want to spend time with him because he's the love of my life, like how I was with Matt. Oh, yeah. No, certainly wasn't. It was more just like, I need to see if if this can progress. So Jimmy's cousin and sister end up coming and then Jimmy's going to take away Lily for a single date. So the girl's going to talk to the sister and the cousin and then Lily goes on the date. So much happens. Like, so much happens in these three episodes. I can't even, like, it's so complex. There were, like, 12 single dates. It's like, seven group dates. So Lily goes on the date, whatever, cute. And they go to the beach and they're going to go surfing, but it's so fucking cold. Like, it's so obvious how cold it is. It's literally like they're wearing full-blown, like, denim and wool jackets with, like, jeans and, like, boots. And they're, like, walking down the beach to the surfboard. Fuck that. I'd be like, it's too cold, bub. I'm not doing it. Like, we're not in Cornwall. Like, I'm not, what the fuck? Like, I literally would be like, babe, I'm not getting in the fucking water. Just for everyone who lives in Sydney, do you understand how cold the water is down here? Like, it's literally fucking Baltic. Even in summer, it's fucking freezing. We're getting the fucking Arctic. There's fucking penguins on icebergs out there. It's fucking freezing. And then in winter, bitch, I'd be like, no, I'm from Queensland. I'm used to having like 25 degree water. Like I'm in fucking Maldives. Like, no. Anyway, they get in. Fun. And they're doing surfing. I mean, I've had a surfing lesson once. Hour and a half. Couldn't stand up once. There's photos on my Instagram. I might post my story so you guys can see. It is cooked like actually cooked actually on the instagram i'll do a side by side of lily standing up looking really graceful and then my surfing photos because they're so fucked <laughs> anyway like i was surfing i don't really care like again like do we care about the boring stuff no we care about the drama then they like get rid of the surfboard lily and jimmy oh she stands up really easily it's really joyous and they're like making out in the water and it's like it's so horny like it's actually like so hot it reminds me of my date with matt agnew um when i told him that i want to fuck him when i was in the water she doesn't do that. She's like, my mistakes. Although it wasn't a mistake because I did want to fuck him. I was expressing my sexuality. 
Fucking hell. She's like on him like a koala. Like she wants to fuck. I mean, she isn't saying it with her lips. She's saying it with her body and her pussy. She wants to fuck Jimmy. Jimmy wants to fuck her. Also, again, Jimmy is so hot. Like his... <laughs> my nipples... <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jimmy. Like I know we have a newfound friendship. Like... <laughs> It's fucked up. Again, locked. It could just be locked down. I think it's just locked down. Like last week, I was like, ew. I know. I know. Exactly. What the fuck happened? I don't know. I have no idea. I <laughs> Honestly, my nipples are really. Oh, I'm my period. That's why. Yes. <laughs> Me? Why am I tits so sensitive? So he then they're sitting on the beach. And this, okay, before I said this, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. <laughs> they're just sitting. It's the way that it was edited. It was so. <laughs> abrupt they're sitting there on the and again i'm not laughing i'm not laughing when i'm about to say i'm laughing because it was so random like it just came out still on the beach he's hugging lily and he goes yeah my nan had <laughs> sorry i actually can't say that laughing because again it's not funny he goes yeah my nan had three heart attacks on the beach over there <laughs> Like, you know how when little kids go like, my mummy beats me. It was like that. It was like, my game. I was like, bitch, ease us into it. Ease us into it. Anyway, she survived. Icon. She had three heart attacks on this beach. And even after the second one, she swims every day. Rain, hail or shine, apparently. Icon. Three heart attacks. Still swims every day. We love that. Again, not fun. The heart attacks aren't funny. The fact that it was just like randomly brought up. Like, my nan had three heart attacks on that beach. It's like, chat, you have like. You know, driving past the Mac. Oh, I used to work at that Mac because it was like that tone of voice. Yeah, Grandma had three heart attacks in that beach. Jimmy, ease us in. Ease us in. Warm me up. Emotional foreplay. Anyway, your grandma's a fucking icon because three heart attacks and keeps going back to the beach. Loves the ocean. Water baby. Anyway, they're sitting there and I started to like cry. I was like, it just felt really like emotional and real, Lily and Jimmy. It reminded me of me and Matt. So I was like crying. Again, period. I don't know. I was fucking crying watching this. And we go back to the mansion. So there's Tani, contestant Tani, and there's sister Tani. So I'm just going to call her sister because there's too many Tanis and too many consonants in everyone's fucking names. So we've got Tani and then we have his cousin, not sure what her name is. <laughs> Can't remember. Sorry. I only remember Tani because it was another Tani and I made a note to write down to say there's two Tanis. But I, don't remember. I think it was Jess. I don't really know. They're both nice. They're his family. Cute. But Tani is a psychologist which would make me shit myself. But then I thought about it and I actually would like it because my therapist loves me. Not the sister, Tani. Sister Tani. Sister Tani. Is a therapist. Mm-hmm. So she's like analyzing all the girls and she's I, and all the girls are like, ah, oh, she's a therapist. And I'm like, bitch, obviously I've never been to therapy before. Like just <laughs> have the therapy structure, use emotive language, be vulnerable, have a good therapy session, turn your phone on silent. Osha then brings out a question box. So it's like it's like a maths dinner party. It's a bull banquet. It's it's everything we want. It's drama inducing. You know why? The producer's probably like, nothing's really happened in the past couple of weeks, so we better get the box out, which great idea. So people can put in their questions into the box, can be for them for people specifically in the group or for the group as a whole. It can be for anyone. It can be for yourself. Abby, why are you so hot? Like something like that. Why are you so funny? Why does Jimmy love you so much? And then we're left at that. Back to the single date. It's very chaotic. I miss the old days of the structure of just single date, seven minutes. Back at the mansion, seven minutes. They have a little like, oh my God, actually, I don't know why, but I'm going to cry. They have a little like fire and like a blanket like and pillow like set up on the beach. I remember when I was in The Bachelor and I <laughs> was in love with Matt and we had this big fire. That was the last time that we kissed. 
was around the fire. It's so sad. I remember I was crying so much. Anyway, let's move on. This isn't about me. <laughs> My finale was too easy. I was crying. Like, I was literally watching it sobbing. I just like pause and cry about Matt for a little bit. This show, it's triggering me. Should I just stop these recaps? Because I'm like, I have to. Like, I'm watching it. I'm like, Matt, okay. I was there for the wrong reasons, so I have to keep that in mind. I was there for the wrong reasons, so I got what I wanted. Media career. Anyway, Lily's saying, like, her entire career is, like, sorted. She's a crane operator. Never noticed that until now. So random. Icon. She's 23, right? And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah, it's going like, yeah. It's like, she's, like, got her shit sorted. But I'm also, like, like, I literally was 23 on the show, like, and my bachelor was older. But I just, it just, it's just, I don't know. When you get older, you just think everyone two years younger than you is so young. You're like, God, you've got your whole life ahead of you, doll. Like, no need to settle. Just, I was ready to settle down. I'm like, you're 23. Why? But she gets a rose, they kiss, and then she's, like, crying. And she's like, my biggest fear is coming off second best. Triggered me. I was crying. I was like, bitch, same. And it happened. So run. It happened to me. Leave. Leave immediately. When you get feelings, leave. So yeah, she's happy, whatever. Dinner party time. Now, I hate this shit because it's just like an excuse for people to target other people in the house for no fucking reason. And that is what happens. So Steph says that the target of the box is Holly. And remember, Holly is like, she's so far, like she's just like nice and like she's obviously like a top contender and all the I think all the girls are just jealous of her at this late stage. But we'll ask Tatum about that in a little bit because it's everything seems to be very vague. But it starts off with Steph being asked if she's ever cheated. She says no. Steph then also gets asked if she would move for Jimmy. She says no because she has before and it didn't work out, so she would, wouldn't move for someone. Then she gets asked another date if she would date another pilot, and she said yes, that she wouldn't paint everyone with the same brush. And, like, I'm so bored of this narrative of, like, does she or doesn't she like pilots? Like, she's still fucking there. Like... I don't really give a fuck if she's like pilots. Again, and then, you know, in her IV, she says, like, pilots fucking suck. And it's like, yeah, like, I feel that way about, like I said before, about, like, musicians musicians and AFL players. It's like, yeah, they fucking suck. But, like, I could literally marry one and be like, they all suck. Like, men in media, I'm like, yeah, they all fucking suck. But then be married to one. Like, it's just pants. You know, Steph, you know. You know, I was thinking about when I was driving over here, I was like, hmm, do I like or do I not like, like, X, Y, Z on the show? And I was like, you know what? Turns out they're actually just, like, multifaceted humans and I like certain parts of them and dislike other parts of them. Like, I, I think we should all should just agree to not decide that we like or don't like people on reality TV because, A, you're seeing edited versions, obviously, very, like, cliche. But also, like, it's actually okay to be like, I liked when she did this and didn't like when she did that. Like, I didn't like when Steph called Holly a cunt. That doesn't make – and I was like, oh, maybe it's that hypocritical for me to say that I like Steph, certain parts of Steph. And it's like, no, I don't think it is. Then the question comes up, do we think some people change in front of Jimmy and the camera? And Carly says, yes, of course you do. Like, you're going to have a polished version of yourself in front of Jimmy and in front of the camera, which is so fair. I was accused of this fucking so hardcore. Even in interviews afterwards, guys, like, Abby would, like, cry all the time off camera and then be happy on camera. I was like, yeah, because you're bullying me, you nutters. Like, the reason why, maybe just have a thought. Why would someone be only happy around The Bachelor? Maybe because they're the only place they feel safe. Maybe because... They're not enjoying their time in the house and trying to stick to themselves because you're all nuts and jealous. Maybe that's why. Also, if someone changes, you've known these people for maximum, I think at this point they're about, let's say maximum two months in. I think they're actually about six weeks. 
You've known this person for six weeks. How the fuck would you know what they really like? Maybe they're tired when they're not filming and they don't feel like talking to people. Maybe they get snappy when people don't clean. But maybe they have, maybe they have you know, anxiety or depression, mental health issues that you have no idea about. And on camera, they're just doing their best to to pull it together. Like, but it's also. Have you ever had a camera pointed to you and a crew of people watching you yeah. while you're in a room? You're mm. not going to be yourself. You're not only like, I don't know, maybe really professional actors. But not like, no, but actually, no, because the best like hosts and actors are very different. Like Osha is an amazing host because Osha is a very personable, obviously very intelligent person when you speak to him off camera, but you can tell he's on camera. He's off camera. That's his job. And like being on camera when you're in that environment, you it's not just like, oh, like there are hidden cameras. It's like there's like twenty crew on set and you're mic'd up. Have you heard like like you can you can see in the in the girls' faces on episode one how they during cocktail parties, how and because it's natural to be, want to like hold your face in a certain way and sit with like really good posture when you're night one, but then by episode eight, they're all just like fucking out. So Steph then kind of pushes the question to Tatum and is like, Tatum, you answer it. So I asked Tatum, did she feel pressured from Steph to answer? Because everyone's saying that she did. No, no, she didn't. You know what? I'll be totally transparent. Steph and I weren't really that good friends in the house. And I think Sierra can vouch for me on that one. We weren't really friends. And it's played out in the show that that we're besties and Steph's sort of sending me in as her minion as such, but not at all. Like we hardly hung out. We were actually on a seating plan and got seated next to each other. And the question was down the other end of the table. So and she was the next person next to me that was able to push it towards me. Oh, and that's why she said you answered that one because it was like going around the yeah. circle. Right, what does yeah, Sierra's got a little face on? What what does Sierra have to say? Oh, no, I can just agree with that. But um, I think you were just, if anyone was going to say it, it was you, Tatum. So take one for the team, buddy. <laughs> so Tatum then says that she feels that Holly is different behind closed doors. And Holly asks, in what way am I different? And Tatum says she feels like she's been spoken over a few times. Now, if we recall, last week we saw an incident where Tatum believed that Holly called her a bearded chicken. She called her a bin chicken. It was funny. And I feel like these may be the incidents that she's talking about. I'm gonna uh, I I'm gonna ask her. I've seen both sides of Holly. Like Holly can actually be really quite pleasant and warm and sweet. Mm. She's been nice to me on several occasions, like, but I think it's just are other people not seeing that as much or several occasions. Several occasions. She's been pleasant. Oh my god. So Carly then defends Holly and she says that I think Holly is extremely warm. I think she's lovely. I don't know what you're talking about. Steph says that some girls don't see what other girls see in the house. And it's like, maybe Holly just doesn't like you. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, you obviously don't like her. This is the whole thing in the mansions where everyone's like, why is Abby so selfish to the girls? Like, after they would be like fucking attacking me left, right and center. And I'd be like, well, you obviously don't like me. So why do I have to like you? Like, this is the whole thing again about like being nice and being like a fake nice like everyone likes me like if everyone if everyone in that house likes you you're a fake bitch i'm fucking sorry if you think everyone in that house likes you you're fake because there are 28 of oh, 24 to start with 24 personalities that have been made to create drama if every single person likes you your personality isn't really showing uh so holly then fights back and she says she doesn't think she's ever even spoken to tatum which is huge mariah carey energy being like I don't know her. She's like, I've never spoken to you. And people are like, oh, but they've been in the house for six weeks. 
yeah, again, if they're not getting along like besties, like they have little groups, very obviously this season they have like this down the middle. It's like half-half. They have their groups and that's fine. You don't have to be best friends with everyone. Like, and like, this, I like someone's being like, oh, Holly called someone a cunt. That was Steph. Like, she's not being mean. They're like, oh, she doesn't interact with us. She's standoffish. So, maybe you're also standoffish because you think she's standoffish because you're jealous of her. Anyway, so Holly asks if they can just move on and then Steph pipes up. Babe, the drama in these episodes, I can't believe it. Then Steph pipes up and she says that she thinks it's interesting considering how okay Holly was to confront her in front of all the other women about her calling her a C-word. And it's like, it's different though because you're not pointing to any specific instances. You're just saying we have a feeling about you in front of his family like, that's so unfair to in front. Like, she did it privately. Jimmy doesn't even know at this point about the cunt thing. No one's told him. Like, he's just in Bachelor Mansion being like, do, 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 do. Like, you know, I don't know, driving around his motorbike in circles, like, getting his jet ski, polishing his jet ski, like, you know, learning a new motorized vehicle. He's like making a lime scooter or something. He's like, it's like, he's like by himself in the mansion, having no idea. And no one's told Jimmy. Like, no one's aired this dirty laundry, which they really, again, I would have. And I did. She also called her a C word. Sorry, cunt. Why am I scared to say the cunt, word cunt? She called her a cunt. What? Like, what? And Holly says that. Holly says, you know, I think it's a bit different calling someone the C word on national television. Yeah, it is a little bit different. Thank you, Holly. So then Steph, as per, gaslights her and says, I quote, I quoted this, if that's your response to downplay the situation and make me out to be the bad guy, then sure. What? Steph, you called her a cunt. You called her a fucking cunt. Like, what? Not a fucking cunt, but you called her a fucking, quote unquote, cunt. There we go. So after all this, you know, Brooke says to move on and it's like, Brooke, we get it. Like, you're like a nicey, nice girl. That's fine. I'm sure Brooke's lovely, you know, her medieval vibes. But like, let us have the drama. Like, I'm bored as batshit in lockdown. Like, stop being like, okay, I think we should move on. Brooke, I know you had a good intentions, but please leave it alone. Fucking hell. Holly then leaves the table. She's crying to producers. And I'm like, this is so sad because she's like, I haven't been nasty to these girls. I haven't done anything nasty. And the thing is, I feel like, you know, people just have different personalities. I don't know what she actually did. I was told some things in my interview with Sierra and Tatum. But I just am like, I don't know. I, I I just don't think it was appropriate for this to be brought up for the first time in front of his family. Like, that's like, unless I think the only thing that would have been appropriate would have been Steph calling Holly a cunt because it's like, this is an incident that was cooked. That that would have been appropriate to be like, oh, but this is one thing that I have an issue with. It's when you called me a cunt. Uh, that was pretty shit. And then girl in the house, Tani, contestant Tani, says it isn't fair to talk about Holly when she isn't there because all the girls sit around the table being like, you know, I feel uncomfortable all the time. It's my truth. I'm saying this about Holly, da 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 bitching, bitching, bitching. And then Brooke goes and talks to Tani, who is sister Tani. Fucking hell. Too many Tani's. So Brooke goes and talks to Tani and nothing really interesting happens because it's Brooke. Um, not that she's boring, but like she's just like nice. Like she's like, she isn't like the center of the drama. She's just like, okay, guys, I think we should now. And it's like, Brooke, we get it. You're there for love. Please stop taking up airtime. Like, I <laughs> love you, babe. But like... Um, but she says, we're random and kooky together. How about her and Jimmy? I had to pause to stop laughing. I was pissing myself. Babe, random and kooky, iconic. Tani then meets Vijay Jay, our best friend. She says she likes Jay. I mean, don't we all? Love you, Vijay Jay. I mean, if I might need a co-host, babe. Tani the sister. Tani's sister. So that weighs in heavier because she's a psychologist. Yes, and she likes our girl, Vijay Jay. 
which is fair enough. See, psychologists, I feel like we did So then Holly has a chat with Tani and the sister, and Tani says that she's concerned. She's like, you know, I think you need to create space for people to be able to say their piece. And, you know, as someone who's extroverted, like you need to allow people to talk. And Holly's like, yeah, understandable. And I'm like, I get that. But, like, they're not her best friends. This is the thing. Like, these people are not people that she would choose to be friends with, evidently, on the outside. Like, she obviously has friends on the outside. It's just a clashing of personalities that has literally been, like, concocted by the casting directors. Like, it's not like it's, like, these are all going to be best friends. Like, there's going to be clashes. But Tani's being, like, rude. She's saying, you know, she's being a psychologist. She's like, sometimes you have to make space. But I've heard that these people feel this and you should do this. Like, she's very nice. Then she says that, you know, she thinks Holly's here for Jimmy, but she says that she doesn't like how she deals with conflict because she's too similar to Jimmy, which isn't an insult. It's just obviously as a psychologist, she's like, they're both hot-headed and just going to walk away from things when things get too hard because Holly literally, quite literally, stood up and walked away from the conflict, which is like not ideal. Oh, Lisa is the, is the cousin's name. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. A little bit too late. Sorry, Lisa. Lisa chats with Steph and the pilot thing comes up again. I'm fucking done with this. I'm fucking over it. I don't want to hear about pilots anymore. Like, and even Steph's like, I'm sick of talking about fucking pilots. Like, we get it. Like, she dated a pilot. Like, she didn't like the pilot. Like, just leave her alone. Like, she obviously is still there. Again, like, I'm not in the business of, I'm not like blindly defending Steph, but I feel like these recaps should just be like me being like, this instance, it's ridiculous. But then Steph starts bringing up the other girls and she says things like, she says, Brooke is codependent. And it's like, yeah, babe. Like, Brooks, she's really sweet. But, like, I said that as someone who was anxiously attached. Like, I'm like, yeah, babe, she remembered the first date curse and now she's been freaking out ever since the first date. She's codependent, anxiously attached. But, like, a lot of us are and that's okay. And I don't think it's very fair to use that as a weapon to be like, and therefore she's, she's not right for Jimmy. Like, how is that relevant? What does that have to do with anyone? Like, what the fuck? But, like, yeah, she obviously is codependent. But, like, so am I. Then Steph says that she's heard through unreliable sources that Jay my best friend, doesn't want kids. And as her best friend, I know that she does. So it's like, leave her alone. Like, how would you know? And she even says, oh, it's very unreliable sources. So why are you bringing it up? Why are you bringing up she doesn't want kids? Because now it's like throwing Jay under the bus. Also, you don't know what Jay said to Jimmy. You don't know what conversations have been had. Leave her alone. So keep in mind, throughout all this, Lily's still on a fucking date with Jimmy. They're <laughs> on the motorbike in circles, you know. And Jimmy goes talk to his sister and to his cousin. They said that Brooke and VJJ are front runners, which is, we, we know that. And they said they're unsure about Holly. They feel like the other girls don't like her and there must be a reason. You know, Jimmy's like, I want someone nice. And it's like, yeah, okay, do you? And then he gets told that they're too similar to resolve conflict, which like isn't a bad thing. It's just literally just like her saying what she observes as a psychologist. Then they say that Steph could be blindsiding Jimmy and that they, they don't think she cared about getting to know them, like his sister and his cousin. She's like, like she took a step back. She didn't really care. And I'm like, if this is the worst thing I've said about someone, like there wasn't much drama in the day, was there? Like the producers are like, what didn't you like? And they're like, oh, she didn't really talk to us. Like, so even though it's made out like Steph has been like kicked to the curb, it's like, not really. Like, he's just like, oh, I think maybe she isn't really what I thought she was at the start. And that's the most negative thing that comes out of this and the holy drama. And in the end, we get a red herring because they show this like blurry footage of like when the camera guys have packed away. And it's like, why is the camera still on them? Like, once the camera guys are done, they pick them up and take them away. Like, it's not secret footage. Anyway, they're recording them 
and from like far away and it's blurry. And Jimmy says that if basically he says he really likes Brooke and he would pick her finale was today. Not that wasn't the quote, but he was like, the order is Brooke. That's what he says. The order is Brooke, which means she doesn't win because why would they show that? Red herring. I'm not dumb. Obviously, Brooke doesn't win. That's tragic. Sorry, Brooke. And she's got the first date curse. I fucking knew it. And again, I don't have any inside information. I just, I'm going off what the producers are giving me. Side note. The next day, Steph wakes up and she has to go over to the batch pad. She's been summoned by Jimmy because he wants to talk to her about her intentions. And Jimmy's like trying to figure out why Steph is there. He said he feels like she tells him exactly what he wants to hear, which could be true. But I mean, you know, I think as well, there's this edit that wants to, that is happening where it's like Steph is fake to Jimmy and she's like different in front of Jimmy. And I think people are just multifaceted and like, see, she has a very dry sense of humor. Sometimes it goes too far. Sometimes she has gaslight the entire country. But you know what? Like, maybe she is vulnerable with Jimmy and different with Jimmy because. People who have dry senses of humor can be vulnerable and soft in relationships. Sometimes it could be their wall, their defense wall. Exactly. And that's and this is the thing I've seen on Instagram with like, Steph's a fucking bitch. I'm like, is she? Like, again, I just really stand by this thing of like very few people are assholes, like pure assholes, like trying to hurt other people. I think it is a defense mechanism. And keep in mind, she just had that trauma from her ex-boyfriend being a pilot and cheating on her. So it's like, I don't know, but they have an okay time, I guess. I'd be shitting myself. And then we don't see any of their chat though. Like we see them like he makes her like a coffee with Starbucks coffee, Sponcon. Like we don't see it. And I don't get why. Like they're cutting out all this stuff. What's going on, Channel 10? Then it's cocktail party time already. Holly is like super anxious because she's just being basically like accosted by the other girls and she's like, fucking hell, like what what's gonna happen? She wants to talk to Jimmy. Um, but Steph still isn't there. So they're like, where the fuck is Steph? The girls who don't like Steph are being like, we think she's just gone home, guys. Like, we think she's just gone. The other girl's like, nah, she wouldn't have. She rocks up. She doesn't have a rose, but she's like there. Sierra then says, I'm really happy to be here. I'm feeling sexy AF. And then in her foxy, she's like, this is my best look to date. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Iconic. And you know how I was saying, like, I can't tell if I like Sierra or not. No, like, I, she, she's fucking hilarious. Like, she's unwell. She's unwell in the best way. Like, she's like, the best look to date. Just fucking funny. So Holly says she doesn't want Steph coming back. And then, of course, Steph walks in and she's in her little, like, glitter outfit. And then Steph is really vague to the girls and also to the audience in turn because she's like, we were talking about observations that Jimmy had made. And I'm like, why can't they show the footage? Like, what happened in this footage? Like, now I'm like, I'm intrigued. But we didn't even see the confrontation. Like, literally, we just them blur, like them like blurred making coffee. Like, and then be like, I need to talk to Steph. D- well, did you? For all I know, she popped in, and popped out. Didn't have a mic on. So then Jimmy takes Holly for a chat. He arrives. He goes, Hey, we should have a talk about what you know what my sister and cousin said. She says, You know, maybe not everyone's cup of tea, and I need to work on being less standoffish and more like warm and maybe friendly to the other girls. You know, but I just you know, have certain friends in here. And it makes sense. Like, that's what I've been saying this fucking time. It's just like, maybe she just doesn't like certain people and they don't like her. Like, that's, you can't be liked by everyone, you know? Then she's like, you know, what do you think, like, happened there? Because, like, I'm just a bit confused. I felt like it could have been, like, the perfect storm of, like, girls waiting to say things about you and, like, which I think is, like, fairly accurate and, like, very emotionally mature of Jimmy Love You. And she's like, yeah, look, like, I have things to work on, which is fair. I think as well in the situation's 
everyone expects everyone to be perfect. And it's like if you were dating someone and they, you heard that, I mean, but you wouldn't hear that so many people didn't like them because their friends would like them. But like if you heard they had like a fight with someone at work or something and they're forced to be around, you wouldn't be like, and that's it. They were rude to one person one time. Like, it's not reasonable to be like, oh, this is going to get us at home. Like, he obviously really likes her. And he's like, I'm glad you're being honest. I'm glad you acknowledge you can work on some things. You know, maybe our conflict resolution may be an issue in the future, but, like, how are they to know? They've had no fucking conflict. And they do this pretty well. This is the closest thing to conflict they've had. So then Tani, not Sister Tani, normal Tani, not normal, yeah, normal, our, our Tani, is talking to Jimmy. Sierra tries to cut in. Tani says there's a cube. There's all drama about the cube. Whatever. I don't really care about that. Until Tatum says she wants to cut in. And everyone's like, yeah, like there's a cube or whatever. And she's like, no, like I think I'm just going to go and cut in. No one knows, but like she's going to go and leave. She says to him that the environment is like too much and it's totally fair. It is too much. Like, unless you really like someone, why the fuck are you there? And not in like a, what do you do? It's like, for what joy are you getting from this? It's awful. Like, it's actually horrendous, unless you like the person. And then she says she wants to go home. So I asked Tatum a bit about this situation. To be honest, I've been thinking about it for the past week. Like, prior to that, Jimmy and I, when I was on the beach group date, he then selected me for extra time. So we had the iconic, you know, couch scene, mm-hmm. made a cocktail, delved a bit deeper, shared a kiss, you know. So we we did actually get to know one another a bit better. Did we see and that? And then, um, no, didn't didn't cut the mustard that one. Oh, okay. I just I was like, just I, was I texting during that? <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so you know, I did get to know him. I, I did want to really get yeah a bit more than surface level, and then I was kind of just weighing up how I really felt, and did I feel something, or was I getting caught up in this process? And and then it just wasn't sort of the right time. I did want to sit him down and have a conversation, and that's when I did it at that cocktail party. So after all that, you know, Jimmy looks pretty devo, as Ted and I spoke about. I think he was definitely really shocked. I mean, everybody was. It did just sort of come out of the blue. But, you know, he never asked me on a single date. So was he upset? <laughs> like, come on, don't waste my time. I've been here for six weeks. Moving on. <laughs> he was upset because you're hot as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jimmy has been dumped. And I'm not going to lie, it's kind of iconic. Like, just like voluntarily leaving. I mean, I guess it was partly because as Tatum said she hadn't gotten a single date, so it was kind of a tanty, but also like, I mean, she respects herself enough to not waste her time and sit around the mansion and wait for a single date and like be at every, as well, every rose ceremony feeling sick. Like, good on her. So she goes home and there's still a fucking rose ceremony. Why? Why is there still a fucking rose ceremony? One of you has gone home. The stress of it all, the panic. And then a random goes home. All right, so episode over. Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted already. So the next episode, Tatum's of the mansion. No one really talks about it. Like, it's really random. It's, like, never happened. You know why? Because we've got two episodes to deal with tonight. No fucking time. No time. Brooke has left the mansion just temporarily because her grandpa has passed away, which is awful. Jimmy zooms her. This is so devo. And it's, like, the poor little thing. Like, she's so sweet. So she's gone for now. And the other girls are, like, cheering because they're like she's a front runner like yeah it's like a bit sadistic like it's a bit cool they're all like not like literally cheering but they're like yeah this is so sad but like you know maybe you shouldn't get time with jimmy anymore it's like her grandpa's dead like that's wildly insensitive really quite revolting and then it takes me back just i wonder if anyone else thought this so brooke is gone temporarily like she can come back after the funeral now cast your minds back to angie kent's season of the bachelorette kieran stott Kieran left the mansion because his grandma died. 
Allegedly. She actually did die, sorry, but like he left because, allegedly he left because of that. Do you think there's another layer to it? Is what you're well, wondering. I'm just sus because I'm, not to Brooke, but to Kieran, and I know we should bring up two-year-old drama on The Bachelor. This is in The Bachelorette recap from 2019. But I'm like, if that was a possibility, why did he have to leave? Why couldn't he just temporarily leave? I don't get it. Anyway, I'm not going to bring up things from the past. I just, it, I did think it was bizarre, and I'm glad that Brooke can, is able to go and come back because unless they change the rules, like, I don't know, maybe with COVID they're, like, more sensitive about it. But I feel like I wonder if someone had died in my season if we'd be able to just go and come back, which – you should be able to. Like, it's not like we're in the army. Like, let me go. Like, medical discharge. You know what I mean? Like, compassion discharge. Oh, someone even says about uh, her grandpa dying, oh, yeah, everything happens for a reason. You know, what? I was like, this is fucked. Anyway, Carly has a single day. I love Carly. She's the lawyer from episode one. They got the contract. She's smart. She's hot. She's really, like, I think she's, like, 33. She's, like, mature. She's iconic. They go to, like, a uni and they're on a roof. And then I go ziplining. I don't really care about this part. As we all know, I'm going to skip past it because who cares? I literally was, like, I typed out what is happening on this date. Like, they haven't spoken yet. They got a key from a zipline. Like, eh. Jimmy's gotten her, gotten her, the stylist has gotten her an outfit. And they're going to a, quote, unquote, 1920s party. It's just them. It's not a party. <laughs> it's just them. <laughs> she's in a flapper dress by herself. Like, fucked <laughs> up. So there's a champagne fountain, like you know, like the champagne, like from like Great Gatsby vibes. And it reminds me of a time, I honestly was triggered of a time when I worked in Hospo and I had a tray of those champagne foods at a Westpac event. There was like $50,000 event and I dropped it in front of the CEO. Just flashbacks. Very triggering this episode. So like I literally, okay, I literally, this is my next note. <laughs> I like Carly, but I'm not very interested in what's happening here. And then enter, enter. Oh my God, I spoke too soon because a woman with hula hoops comes out. <laughs> with like fluoro hula hoops and she's like woo and it's like wow I was mesmerized I was like I know if lockdown's doing something to me but I was like wow she had like glow stick hula hoops and she's like neon hula hoops and I'm like but then I thought about like obviously there's music playing over the top but like that's in silence because they have to get this without music so she's just silently going like it's just like the sound of like like, you know what I mean? Like, the hula hoops going round and round and round. Like, fuck me, babe. Like, it'd be so awkward. Like, imagine a first date someone's organised a hula hooper. Pass. What the fuck? It's so awkward. Anyway, then, like, Jimmy and Carly give it a go. And Jimmy says... So, they're meant to, like, hula hoop. And Carly's obviously come over hips and, like, Jimmy Carton. He says, apparently, I'm more of a thruster. When will my dreams stop? I'm so excited for the season to be over. I'm done with... He haunts my dreams every night, that man. Like, well, actually, only on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but still, like... And then sometimes Fridays, because I do this on Fridays. It's fucking stressful, Lem. He's more of a thruster, he reckons. Oh. <laughs> then Carly asks the best first date question ever. We love Carly. She says, what's the real Jimmy life? Like, how would your friends and family describe you? Which I think is so nice because she has no way to see what he's like in the real world. And she's asked him to figure out how his friends and family would describe him. He says, like, loyal, hot, thruster. Like, that's what he says. And it's like, not really, but I think that's what he should have said. And then he retorts with another great question. I mean, I'm writing this down. He should be, like, flex how many questions. What would our first fight be over? Great. And then I started texting, so I don't know what she said. But great questions all around. Carly then says that she says that previous partners like who she's on paper, but there's more to her than just box ticking stuff. And she feels like when they get to know her, they don't like her and they just dump her. That's so sad because Carly's iconic. They pash. 
Jimmy gives her a rose. I actually like that Jimmy's pashing everyone left, right, and center. I think it's hot. I think it's iconic. And I think also, who cares? It's just, you know, again, they're in a COVID-safe bubble. Let them pash. He's had a hard year. We all have. We haven't had time to kiss anyone. Group date time. They're at a school. Fun. Naughty. They're all in class. They have to do a group date where some of them do debating and some of them do sport. And if I was there, can you imagine how good I would be at debating? Like, I am such a good debater. Like, I, never, I did in high school, like, for a little bit, and then I gave it up because I had to work after school all the time. But, like, I honestly should have been a professional debater. Like, I guess I am on my Instagram, but, like, I want to have people retorting me so I can destroy them. But this topic, I thought it was going to be, like, oh, like, what are your thoughts on, like, euthanasia? Or, like, do you think that Trump should have ever had a chance to be president? Oh, thoughts on gun restriction laws? It wasn't that. It was just, do you believe in love at first sight? Boring. Fucking boring. And I wouldn't have had a passionate argument about this. So, in fact, I may not have won. But, again, it isn't about me. Me going, I I would have done this. So there's a for and against. We don't really care. On the negative side, Holly's like, there's a huge difference between lust and love and that nine seasons of The Bachelor would have been a lot shorter if you knew on the first night, which is so true. Although, babes, keep in mind, they are contracted to stay until finale, except for on the American version of Colton's when he jumped the fence. I would have just said that love is a verb, like not a noun. Love is a, like a feeling and an action of every day, not not like a thing you can take at first sight but that's fine well that's what i would have said anyway laura says which is so fucking funny she goes you know what you know who loved love at first sight henry the <laughs> eighth ah! i fucking love her i actually i was like i don't think i've ever said anything like negative about it but i've just been like oh this is kind of funny but she's actually really fucking hilarious that's iconic negative wins and laura gets some extra time then the other girls are playing sport and they're playing poison ball. Do you know what poison ball is? I don't know if it's like an Australian thing, but it literally, I hadn't thought of poison ball since I was in like grade two. Like it is, you in a circle, two circles, like an, on a netball court, you're in an outer circle and the inner circle and the people on the outer circle have to try and hit the people in the inner circle with a ball. It's like dodgeball, but in a circle, 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 circle. There's four on the inside, six on the outside, and Sierra actually ends up winning, so she gets extra time, uninterrupted, which is nice. Oh, I asked Sierra if she if she wanted time with Jimmy because she liked him or because she just wanted to see what, what was happening, and she gave me a very interesting answer. To be completely honest, I just wanted my own episode of myself. Yeah. But now looking, looking back, I was um, basically the whole first half of the season was about me, so it didn't actually really matter in the end anyways. I think I got enough airtime. So you, you wanted some airtime. I love the honesty. That's so fucking funny. That is iconic. Ah! Then they have the formal and the girls, Jimmy is going to choose someone for a single date, like the guaranteed next single date, and give them a rose, which is cute. Um, Sierra talks to Jimmy and it seems a bit awkward, so I asked her what the conversation was actually like. I just thought I was so charming. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I am honestly such an awkward person. Like, I know I act like I'm so confident, but I'm really just so awkward. And like, I didn't know what to speak to her about. I'm like, I've literally had no time with you. I'm, like, I'm just. Yeah, Sierra I'm literally really- said, I don't know what to speak to you about to his face. <laughs> I know. I'm just really good at yeah. really give me the single date, Rose. So, like, you can go on a date and maybe I can show you some skills. Like At the end, Laura gets a single date, which is, you know, we like Laura, but I'm like, I'm nervous for this because I think she has huge walls up. And then there is a rose ceremony at the formal, which is awful to ruin formal night like that. And Sierra goes home. So I asked Sierra how she felt about 
that? I was kind of on my last legs anyways. I was a little bit over it. Um, so obviously my poor ego got a little bit bruised when I didn't get a rose and I had my little tanty, um, which was actually quite, quite funny. Well, it was really um, tanty. But- it was like you being funny in the back seat. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, like the next day I was like, oh, thank God that's over. Like I was just tired. I was done. Like, you know. It's not good for your ego. Like at the end of the day, it still is a competition. Um, mm. So even if you don't like him, you're like, why is this guy that I don't like like me? Like why is this guy that I don't like like everyone more than me? Like it's just, you know, it really gets at you. So. <laughs> Next episode, bonus episode. Now this annoyed me, Bachelor. First of all, warn us. It went for literally two and a half hours. What the fuck? Tell us. Like we need us. to prepare for this. But I, guys, I'm, I'm being honest. I turned it off after the rose ceremony, and then I got a text this morning saying, "Oh, how crazy was the bonus episode last night?" And I was like, "Shit!" So I had to watch it all this morning. Like it's very stressful, but it's Laura's day, which I, I'm happy that I've seen it. This they're making pasta. She's Italian. Random. It's really cute, but like she's really sweet, and like there's no chemistry. They're doing this awkward chat. There's like no banter. Jimmy says the banter is dot dot very friendly it's not great but then the awful thing happens so they then have the intimacy and laura says that she finds it hard for people to take her seriously because she's like a lot and she feels like some people she dates find her a bit full-on and that she thinks i'd rather a woman who's like a bit more and jimmy uses the word subservient he's like do you think people like he's he's like you know people he's like some people want that but some people don't like want someone who's subservient and she's like yeah but you know they like they say they don't and then they actually do which is true it happens like people like i want a strong woman and then it's like oh no pass actually want someone that's quiet and i think it's interesting because she's like the class clown right and when you think about like men in situations like the the funny guy at a party isn't like written off as being like annoying or too much or like for some people like for me I'm I'm like that's my role so please back off but like it's not like unattractive it's just like oh like do what I find them as a romantic interest whereas I feel like women have made to be uh, unattractive if they're loud and funny which Laura is so I, I understand what she's saying and it's like quite sad she said that she feels pressure to get a rose and a kiss because everyone else has at this point and I think this is a bit unfair from Jimmy. Like, I, I don't, again, love him, but, like, he gives her a rose and then hugs her. Keep in mind, he's kissed, like, everyone. He's kissed everyone to time with. And she tries to kiss him and he turns his face. And it's like, it's not like, oh, if you didn't want to kiss her, you shouldn't have given her a rose. But it's like, you clearly know there's no chemistry here. All of your interviews and all of your voxies about this are like, she's nice. And this is when it comes down to being nice versus being kind. It was nice to give her the rose, but it wasn't very kind to give her a rose. She's being let on. It's a bit unfair. He should have sent her home then. Um, And then we see like a BTS of her going into like the makeup room or whatever. And she's crying so much. And Jimmy comes in. And I think that's unfair again of them to put Jimmy in the room when she's crying about it. Like it just, it's just shit. I think he probably was like, I want to go and see her. Like I know she's upset, but also like let her have, give her a warning. But like Jimmy wants to see you. Can he see you? Don't, he just walks into the room and she's crying. And she's like, no, I'm so embarrassed. Like, no, don't be. And it's like, oh, like it's just tragic. And then he's like, no, I really want to give you the rose. I swear. Like, it's like, he didn't. And she's going to be probably going on next episode. And now she has more rose ceremonies to go through. Like, just send her home. Like, I wish that I got sent home episode one of my season. Like, I was in love with Matt. Like, she's going to like him and have her hopes up. They do a group date. The mums come. I mean, again, like, 
nothing really happens. Lily's mom's really funny. She's like, he's very good looking to Lily, which is fucking hilarious. And then Tani's mom talks to Jimmy and basically is like, why hasn't she been on a single date? Do you not like her? What's the deal? My Tani's beautiful. And side note, Tani looks so hot here. They have this like close-up moment and she looks like young and the wrestler's hot. Like it's fucked up. Like she is really pretty, but she looks like fucked in this scene. Anyway, and then Holly's mom talks to Jimmy. They sort things out about the Holly situation. And then Tani gets a rose and that's exciting. So I think she may get a single date next week. Then there's another single date. Like, I'm exhausted. Then Jay's on a single date suddenly. No explanation as to why. I had to rewind. I was like, how did she get here? Like, she's at the bachelor pad on a single date. And Jimmy is asking her about the kids thing. See how there's more drama? Exhausted. I don't... Like, ugh. So they're playing tennis and she's like, I'm really nervous. And he goes, oh, you and me both. Like, like, babe, calm down. Like, she's told you she wants kids. Just believe her and let her be. Like, and he asks her again, do you want kids? And she's like, yeah, like, I really want kids. And he's like, okay, cool. Which is nice of him because when, when Matt was told that I didn't want kids, he asked me every two fucking minutes. Oh, how long do you want kids? How long do you want kids? Calm down. So then he believes her and it's time for the cocktail party. And the girls are blatantly saying at this point they're jealous of Jay's connection with Jimmy. They're just like, they're like, they've given up their facade. They're just like, yeah, we're really jealous. Like, which is, I much prefer than being like, you know, she's a bitch. Everyone's been like, we're so jealous. Like, like she's going to probably win. We can't do anything about it. The JJ gets in and she's got a rose and she's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this, of what's happening. She asks the group and she's like, no, no one here would have told anyone that I didn't want kids, right? Like, why would anyone do that? And then Steph puts her hand up and she's like, look, I have heard that rumor. Steph is the one who said the rumor, who made it out, up, out of nowhere. She's like, I have heard that. Yeah, when you said it, you heard it when you said it. You could hear yourself speak. Like, what the fuck? And then she goes, yeah, it was relayed to me by a third party, someone. It's like, just say who it was. I think she just made this up. And she's like, when we first got to the mansion, someone did say that, but I definitely didn't tell the family anything and then she says even in her boxes the interviews like hand on heart i didn't say anything and i'm starting to wonder does steph have memory i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to be funny here like does she have like can she because she's she's even when in her private interviews she's saying i didn't call holly a cunt i didn't tell the family about jay i'm like have do do you forget that you've said these things because this isn't edited like they show coming out of her mouth have you forgotten i'm so confused like, I don't understand. And then she's gaslighting everyone. She's like, guys, if I'm one thing, it's honest. Like, I would tell you all if I told, I had heard that rumor. It's been going around. All the girls are like, we've never heard that. Like, in front of Jay, they're like, we've never heard this. Like, you said that you've wanted kids from the start. And Steph's like, no, I have heard it around, around the mansion from the start. Bizarre. And then, honestly, nothing much happens. Laura's got a rose. Jay's got a rose. It's a rose ceremony. And then Rebecca... Who's Rebecca Lim? I haven't heard of Rebecca. Rebecca. There's still new ones coming out. And then Rebecca, mid-rose ceremony. Like, I'm exhausted. Mid-rose ceremony, says Jimmy, can we have a chat? For the first time, <laughs> she's like, she's like, wait, hi, I'm Rebecca. Like, it's like, we're in top 10. And she pulls him aside and she dumps. She's like, I actually don't want to waste your time. And it's like, you were going to go home anyway, babe. Like, it's you've actually helped her out. But she does say, like, I don't want to waste your time or my time. I want what's best for you. And I'm like, babe, how would you know you haven't spoken to him? But it's fine. Like, I know she has because obviously we don't see everything. But they haven't had a date. And then she's like, I'm interested in you, but if I'm friend-zoned and I want to put you through a whole row ceremony. And he's like, 
yeah, cheers, and then, like, sends her home. And that's the end of the episode. So, I mean, Channel 10, if next week you could just DM me and let me know there's going to be three episodes, that'd be fucking great. They were literally, we just went through, like, five single dates. Uh, and, yeah, too many dates, too much going on. But at the end of the day, it's sad for Laura. I think that was the biggest takeaway is that Jimmy really should have just, Jimmy really should have just sent her home then and there because he knew. And now she's going to go home next week. I'm going to have to talk to her on the podcast. I'm going to have to say, Laura, how did you feel? And we're going to have to, Jimmy, we're going to have to bitch about you. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you, but I'm not staying here. It's not working, love. It's not working. So I had a little chat to Tatum and Sierra about some fan questions, so we'll pop it in here. Other than that, see you next week. I need a fucking big sleep after that. Jesus Christ. People want to know, Sierra, how you feel about your edit. I thought I looked great. I loved it. Yeah. It was hilarious. Like some things you cringe at or some things you're like, oh, that wasn't shown how it was intended and stuff like that. But overall, I thought I was pretty funny. I really just, I do feel like most people kind of didn't, understand that I was just taking the piss and there was no real like me intent behind any of the things I said. Yeah, I mean the tone of voice was pretty banter. A lot of people were basically just saying, not a cue, but tell her she's the main reason everyone was watching. We loved her. You know, did you even like Jimmy already asked that? People literally just being like, oh someone asked story time on how you got chlamydia. Oh my God, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, babe. I, I was gonna <laughs> reply being like through sex next. Like oh. <laughs> but but, but what um, it's a funny story. So like, I was quite like I blossomed late. I'm a late bloomer, so oh. I was pretty ugly even into like my early twenties. I had like braces and really bad skin. Mm-hmm. So I had braces for ages when I was living in London. I didn't have sex for like a month. So not wow. like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, baby's lockdown. Don't fucking say that. I got my braces off. I was looking. I was feeling hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, had sex. With, I got like blackout drunk. Had sex with my friend's boyfriend's friend. Um, and then yeah, messaged me a week later after I'd finally broken my uh, year long drought, and he's like, I'm. I have chlamydia and I was like, so do I apparently. So do I, besties. We love so, yeah, that. So one pill, no sex for two weeks. It's like it never happened. We love that. And then Tatum, <laughs> people asking the questions I've already asked you, but there's a lot of people saying, tell her she's hot, tell her tell her she looks like Amy mm-hmm. from Evanescence, which is a random one. And then Ooh. people saying, it's literally all the one things I've told I've asked you actually. But some people someone said, Can I take your photos to my plastic surgeon? Because <laughs> they want to look like you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that iconic? Oh, it's so nice. Um, we've run out of time. I did. I was going to scroll through this, but it's 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 too hard at this late stage. Thank you so much for your time, girls. Um, hopefully, you. when you get your your Instagrams back, you'll have lots of naughty DMs from people. Okay, bye, bye. girls. Thank bye. you so much. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Abby. Bye. bye. Nice Thank to meet you. Girls. It's a lot. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it?